Today is April 8th, and you are watching and listening to Daily Cards Live, presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Royal Banks of Missouri here on ClabesOnline.com. I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Bob Ramsey. And Rammer, have you ever seen a more dominant home opener than what we saw yesterday with the Cardinals beating the Pirates 9 to nothing down at Bush Stadium? I think somebody looked it up, not me, of course, right. but I think somebody looked it up and said it is the biggest biggest home opening victory. I, you know, as I'm watching the game yesterday and you see the first play of the game with the pop-up that was dropped. And then you see the, the shortstop make the error on the, uh, on the Tyler O'Neill, or I mean, really two misplays by the shortstop. You just wonder, you know, if only the pirates had some stud top prospect shortstop that they could just insert in their lineup. And, you know, it, it just a, what a world of difference that might make to uh, to a team like, oh, wait, no, they do have that. It's O'Neill Cruz, who they decided to keep down in AAA so they don't have to start his clock. Yeah, you know, they tried to make a big deal uh, about making a signing, and then they, they turn around and do that. It's um, – I just don't know how you are uh, a hardcore Pirates fan. I think you can love baseball – and go to Pirates games and love the game and you're happy when they win. But I just don't see how you can support a team whose management clearly is not trying to win baseball games. I was up in the uh, the press box yesterday during the game, and I, I think it was around the third inning or so. I think I heard a member of the Pittsburgh media. Uh, they were talking to each other about when the Steelers training camp begins. So... That was uh, that. That was already the topic of conversation. One game into the uh, into the season, uh, we will uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But first, before we get into the actual game and this weekend, Rammer, this um, yesterday we saw the the usual Clydesdales coming around the Hall of Famers, the the players in the uh, in the trucks. But one added element to everything yesterday, which was a really nice touch, was the separate introductions for Adam Wainwright. Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols as they were embracing the uh, the last dance uh, here in St. Louis, uh, the, which the Bulls made famous with the documentary that we saw two years ago around this time. That the Cardinals are kind of getting that with with hopefully the uh, the same ending. Wouldn't that be nice? And I wonder, I wonder, do you notice any extra cameramen around? Are they documenting this season? Could a documentary be in the offing? I, I haven't noticed that yet, but you know what? I will uh, I will definitely start asking about that and, and see. It, we'll do it. You, you, I don't know. I mean, we would have to hire a lot of people, and that would cut into our our, our profits. I don't know if, it. yeah. You could do it. I, uh, I, uh, we'll, my, my, we'll son's, yeah. my son is a, uh, a professional filmmaker, and uh, he might cut us a break. I did. <laughs> I did really enjoy the video that they showed before uh, before the game started, which was narrated by by John Hamm. Shows have yes. finales; characters stay with us forever. It's a it's such a nice catchphrase. It's such a nice slogan to put on this season, along with everything else. Just to and, and I I tell you, it was I think it was about his third at bat. I, I, I just sitting up there and watching Albert's third at bat of the game. It kind of hit me in that moment, like. We're we're seeing him in a cardinal uniform in the batter's box again. It's really crazy to to think about and see 
how this has kind of come full circle and not that, you know, not, he didn't have the career in Los Angeles that he wanted, but to see him back here is something that you just never thought. And around the third inning or third at bat is when it kind of hit me that we're, we're seeing this again. You know, uh, it reminded me only slightly because of a return. Um, when red Shandings came back, um, he was going to coach. He had been traded to the giants and then went to the Braves and, uh, won a pennant with the, with the Braves and uh, had had trouble with tuberculosis and was out for a while. And the Cardinals brought him back to coach. And then he was player coach and became, he became, he's probably the greatest Cardinals pinch hitter of all time because of the last two seasons he spent with the club. Now, while he's a Cardinal hall of famer now to, you know, you don't put him in the same context as you would Pujols and the f- fans and media, the pomp and circumstance was just all different 60 years ago. But it, it's brought it to mind, not so much the direct comparison, but how much things have changed. Yeah, it really has. And as Albert went over five yesterday, I think we can move forward and talk about some of the uh, some of the star contributions that yeah. we saw. And just we talked, you know, we talked a little bit about it yesterday when we were talking about Tommy Edmonds place in the order. And I mentioned the fact that he didn't walk at all in spring training and that you need your guys at the top of the order to get on base. Paul Goldschmidt yesterday, one for one in the uh, in the game with four walks and if he's on base for every one of Tyler O'Neill's at bats this year that'll be uh, that would be an uh, awfully nice season I think for Tyler O'Neill I think you're looking at a uh, sleeper candidate for MVP if he gets uh, if he gets Paul Goldschmidt on base an awful lot in front of him I think he's already one I mentioned on the radio the other day that he was a top 10 MVP guy last year I think he's a top five guy assuming reasonable health um and the other thing, you know, who didn't like Goldschmidt and the accolades he got for his walks, Joey Votto. Joey Votto has been reviled in Cincinnati for drawing walks instead of hitting bombs. In St. Louis, we applaud and want to raise Goldschmidt up on our shoulders and parade around town with him for drawing four walks ahead of O'Neill. It's funny the different fan bases, and uh, uh, you know Votto's going – what about me? Where, where, where are the applause? Where's the applause sign for me? It is going to be. I, I, it's going to be. It's fun to watch the way Tyler O'Neill plays this year because you remember last year. I think what started the season fifth or sixth in the lineup. Guy had some injury issues early in the yeah. season and eventually got hot and worked his way into that three spot in the order between Goldschmidt and, and Arenado. When you look at the stars of this team. And you look at Goldie and you look at Nolan being those top two stars. You look at Yachty's final year of his career. You look at the return of Albert. Tyler O'Neill's storyline just keeps dropping further and further down to where he's kind of that forgotten guy where in the end he could easily put up the best numbers of anybody on this team with so many other people being looked at ahead of him. Well, yeah, and that's how he got to the third spot. One of the reasons he started down in the lineup early was because – you didn't know that he had changed his approach. You didn't know that he had changed his swing. You're going off what he had done in 2020. Well, he was a changed man and a changed player, and we saw what he could be now at age 27, still in the ascension period 
of great players and the sky remains the limit for him. Um, uh, Tyler O'Neill is, well, since June anyway, maybe if you want to count the whole season, but let's say from June of last year, without question, he's the best player on the team. Period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't argue it. No. And you're talking about a team with Goldschmidt and Arenado, uh, a return of Pujols, Molina. I mean, you're talking about all these guys. He's the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. Now, will he continue to ascend like I think he will? Don't know. Will he fall back like some of the national prognosticators think? Uh, I don't see it, but anything's possible. But I really think this is a young man who has all the physical tools. And then on top of it showed that he has the mental ability to understand his weaknesses and work to make and to correct them and get better. He's proven that. So to assume it'll stop all of a sudden, I don't think is a reasonable way to think about it. The uh, the other bright spot yesterday too. Along uh, we mentioned the the down games for Yachty and for Albert Adam Wainwright. Six innings in the opener, five hits allowed, no walks, six strikeouts for the Cardinals ace, for, uh, racking up another win onto uh, onto his career. And that's all that's all you need to see out of it. If the bullpen is as deep as we hope it is, with some of the fired uh, fired up arms out there. You would hope that six innings of scoreless baseball is all that you need out of your starters each and every time out. And you know he easily could have gone another one, but why Why take a chance on a cool day, first day out? But he easily could have gone another inning, and he probably, if he would have needed it, let's say this game was in September, could have given you a complete game. They played everything perfectly uh, and, and did a really good job. He was good. The bullpen was good. Um yeah, no qualms. I I really liked uh, what I saw out of Nick Nick Whitgren yesterday. The uh, for the uh, first year with the Cardinals signed this offseason. I liked what I saw out of him. One hit in one inning of pitch. There, Henesis Cabrera worked his way out of a jam where he walked the first two hitters and ended up striking out two uh, to a scoreless frame. And then yeah. Ryan Helsley comes out with another strikeout in the in the ninth to wrap up the first shutout of the season for the uh for the cardinals this weekend it's uh, as we mentioned wraparound series that ends on monday so three more games against the pirates but uh, before the next time that we talk to you come monday morning rammer we have two games saturday and sunday we have miles michaelis starting on saturday you have steven matz starting on sunday's mm-hmm. game which one of uh, I know you you know you're gonna be I know you're gonna be locked into the Masters I know you got the and everything well, actually, you have down there I'm gonna be locked into working I was gonna uh, say as you as you sit from your office at Ballpark National yeah. there at the at the Lake of the Ozarks uh, but if you so if you have to s- turn away from the baseball and the Masters to watch either Miles Michaelis or Steven Matz which one are you ranking above the other as far as being interested in seeing. I have confidence in Miles Michaelis. I I know what we get from him when he's right. In the spring, he appeared to be right. And so I want to see the new guy. I want to see Mats. He was very good in spring training. And uh, I want to see him. And let's face it, we got to be honest here. Whether you're talking about hitting or pitching, what a good way to start the season against a non-competitive team. That's... that's a that, that's a, that's a really good way to go to build up some confidence and get your season going. 
I you know what? I'll I'll take that even a step further, Rammer. I'm already looking to forward to the last six games of the season because those last six games of the year are all against the Pirates. So <laughs> if you're sitting there and you need better playoff seating or you need to win four out of your last six to make it to the playoffs, who better than the Pirates by then? Because hey, you know, whoever they have on the team now, Brian, uh, whether it be Reynolds or you know, one of the pitchers, they might be shipped out at the all at the trade deadline in August. Yeah, you know, and the other thing that'll be fun to watch is being a lineup nerd, and uh, you'll hear me say that almost every daily card show. The um, is uh, how they'll play the DH. So Pujols, they went against the numbers for for many of the right reasons. Um, I fully expect uh, Dickerson to be in there tomorrow, and they may flip flap and flip flop and give Pujols another look Sunday, and then back to Dickerson on Monday. If I were going to bet, I bet that's how they play. <clears throat> What uh, being the lineup nerd that you are, what do you think of the beefy Daniel Vogelbach leading off for the Pirates? <laughs> well, I, the first hundred years of baseball, they would just be, people would just be going, "What are you doing?" But if speed is not the game for your team, and all you care about is on base, okay, you know it kind of goes to the origins of Moneyball. On base percentage is all that matters and have your best players up top. I still think because he does have power, why wouldn't you hit him second? He's still going to still gonna get up in the first inning, still get a chance to drive the ball. I think that was almost, uh, that was almost like wearing a bow tie. You know Look what? Hey. <clears throat> Look at me. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, by multiple uh, sources, or I shouldn't say sources, multiple media members yesterday commented how the Claves Online media outlet was the best dressed of any media outlet there at uh, opening day yesterday. So just we expect to, nothing less. Yeah, just wanted to throw that uh, throw that out there for uh, for those. Um, but hey, you know what? Did, did you weigh into that? Was there a sliding scale with you and? Claves? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Did you not see the tie that I was rocking yesterday? You wore a tie? I did wear a tie, yes. Okay. Rammer, I found Rammer, I found the Vince McMahon contrast knot ties. I found out where to buy them and I have been stocking up. It's going After to be the time uh... they measured you for a noose. I thought no more knots. <laughs> Hey, we got afternoon games this uh, weekend. Rammer, you got the Masters on, too, which I will be uh, keeping track of. And plenty of action down at Ballparks National as uh, as youth baseball. Hey, it's up and running. Travel weekend's already uh, already up underway. Do you guys have any spots left uh, for any tournaments and stuff this summer? We have about six sellouts, but go to ballparksnational.com and get on board. I'll tell you, you know where the great buys are for us. Um, if you don't know what you're doing for your holiday weekends, we've got plenty of spaces, both Memorial Day and 4th of July. The regular weekends in June are jammed. There might be a spot or two, but if you're looking to come to the lake and have fun along with your baseball or softball, girls softball, look at Memorial Day and look at 4th of July. Awesome. He is Bob Ramsey. I'm Joe Roderick Rammer. Hey, we're brought to you by Munganass St. Louis Acura and also your friends at Royal Banks. Royal Banks of Missouri, where better service means better banking. Give them a call, 314-212-1500. Of course, you can go online to royalbanksofmo.com. Royal Banks of Missouri. Mondays and afternoon games. So, Rammer and I will be coming at you bright and early Monday morning. Uh, we'll, uh, 
we'll uh, we'll have Bernetti get that coffee ready for you Monday if you're still out there at the uh, <laughs> at the lake. But we will talk to you then. Everybody have a great weekend from us here at Daily Cards Live, presented by Munganess St. Louis Acura and Royal Banks of Missouri here on ClabesOnline.com. St. Louis Acura is the only Acura dealer in the nation to win the Precision Team Award for 30 years. How do we do it? By making you, our customers, our number one priority. As others increase their fees and take advantage of limited inventory, we keep our prices low because we remain committed to becoming better than ever and treating you as we want to be treated. We want you coming back and sending your friends and family to a veteran-owned, family-based business you can trust. St. Louis Acura, better than ever for you.